Yo, Eagles Nation, stand up. How'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Facts. Officially draft season, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's smoke screen season. The draft is officially begun the pre-draft process as it will cannot wait to get going welcome into episode 47 of the grease pole podcast as always you can follow me on ig at grease pole podcast i'm on twitter as well at grease pole pod every episode is available on apple Podcasts and spotify where new episodes drop every monday like this one is movement is now officially happening carolina has acquired Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. So you can pretty much pencil in Zach Wilson to the Jets at uh, at number two, and it now looks like there's a really – it's probable at this point that we've got quarterbacks going one, two, and three in this draft. I was actually kind of skeptical that the Jets would go Zach Wilson despite what everybody was saying. Uh, I thought it might be Jamar Chase just based off the fact that, you know, our dumbass GM Howie tried to trade up to three – uh, to get Zach Wilson, I figured there had been conversations with Joe Douglas, obviously his protege, and you're not going to move up to three if you know that Zach Wilson's going to go at two. That was my thought process. So I didn't necessarily buy that Zach Wilson was going to be the guy at two like everybody else seemed to. Uh, but here we are, and I got proven wrong. So there's that. Wonderful start to the pod. But nonetheless, again, movement is already happening. This this is why you cannot mock drafts and everything else. This is why, as much as I'm a mock draft nerd, I have not done a mock draft episode yet. It's My full seven-round Eagles mock will come out the day before the draft. There, there is no point because these things happen so much. Again, if you're, you know, a Kuiper or McShay or you know guys like that, you have to kind of crank them out because you know content business. But at the end of the day, everything's so fluid that things are not as it sits now. You know, teams' needs, teams' draft position, teams' draft boards. It's all so fluid that it's it's probably going to change quite a bit between now, which is April fifth, and you know the 29th. When Jacksonville goes on the clock to take uh, Sunshine, remember the Titans first overall. But before we get into uh, too much draft happy happies, Justin, I wanted to uh, wanted to talk to you before we get into Gear Freaks and everything else, man, because I had a, a revelation this weekend. And I, I mean, I turned 33 this month, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, I, I think like the older we get, I think we get like weird habits. Like you know, you looked at your parents when you were a certain age. You're like, the fuck are you doing? Like the, <laughs> yep. those what are they? The pro- uh, progressive commercials. Mm-hmm. Those are hilarious, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the dude, not Flo. She can get the hell out of here. I'm. I used to love Flo when she first showed up. Yes. I was like, Word up, Flo. Mm-hmm. Get it. But her and her team can go go somewhere now. I'm. I, I got Flo fatigue, man. Yeah. I can't with her anymore. I like the new guy, Uncle Rick, or whatever his name <laughs> is. 
uh, oh, what is it? Uh, he's helping you. You hired him. <laughs> That's the one for me, dude. Yeah. That's the one for me because I remember being like young and like, you know, hey, we got to call the plumber or whatever for the house. And like, that was 100% my pops. <laughs> he would hover around the dude and like, like act as if he were helping and assisting this guy. And I remember my mom like telling him like, Mark, get the fuck out of the way. Like, you know, like he's here to do a job. You're hindering him. You know what I mean? Back so yeah, get out of this dude's way, man, before he takes a wrench upside your dome. Um, so I became that guy this weekend because like, you know, we bought this house in October, man. So it wasn't it, it basically, had to run the lawnmower once and like it was good you yeah. know what i mean it wasn't exactly peak summer you know what i mean mm -hmm. you do the little trim so it's good for the winter it doesn't look like shit right so I took inventory this weekend a lot of time was spent outside because we had nice weather here in the 757 fired up the grill on saturday cheesesteaks on the grill for the phil's game yeah man Three. i seen you got the new grill oh dude it is so i just uh, erection the whole time <laughs> i was so happy dude so happy like i've wanted one of those flat top like griddles i guess there is the technical term mm -hmm. blackstone free shout out to them that thing is amazing man i've wanted one of them forever finally broke down and got one. Oh my god dude changed your life oh f dude <laughs> i've cooked on that thing three out of five days now look at you like it, it's so good, dude. And so I'm like, like you can finally like, I, there's options now. Mm -hmm. You know, I can do hibachi, all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? Like, I want to get one of those douche bra douchebag aprons that say like this has like a topical corny phrase on it. Yeah. You know, so the neighbors can look through the fence and judge me. Like, wow, look at that. Look at this guy. Look at this douchebag. You know, does he really <laughs> I'm need? Yeah. Does he really need what he's cooking on that grill? No, but he's gonna eat it. <laughs> he's gonna. So fired it up because yay phil side note three and oh hey bullpen i don't think we've played yet <laughs> i did, i was gonna ask you what the hell oh did it yeah man I don't know that's right us or whoever we're playing i think it was the nats because the nats seem to have this happen whenever a season starts they went through it last year too i think mm. so fitting dc yeah but uh so yeah man i was out there like taking inventory then easter yesterday so a lot of time was spent outside and i noticed you know the smell fresh cut grass totally a dude smell yeah um you notice like man okay neighbors now on either side have taken the time to cut theirs uh -oh. your boy has not uh -oh. so i'm feeling really insecure man yeah. and i've also like gotten to the point where like if you're driving and somebody has like that fresh cut grass like you really like you I double take like it's a hot chick, dude. It's like, like oh. oh my god, that grass looks good. Yeah, like I want to stop and ask him. Like, what did you do? Yes, how did you get that? Please tell me, because I diagonal? want that. Right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, the diagonal cut people—they're—they're they're a whole other league, man. I can't even do that here. Like this yard's too funky, <laughs> dude. Yeah, like there's too much shit going on in ours too. I couldn't. It, it it's gonna get horizontal lines. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I'm not taking it that serious. But I feel like that's like a dad thing, man. Do you have, like, any dad stuff, like, lawn-wise or landscaping? Just any weird dad uh, stuff that you would, like, 20 years ago you would look at and go, you know, the fuck? So you meant, you already mentioned this. The grill. The grill itself. Mm. You know, I didn't get that from my dad, but it's definitely a dad thing. Oh, for sure. Like, you firing up the grill for whatever reason. Oh, so good. <laughs> like, yeah. So good. 
I'll grill ve- veggies sometimes. Because oh, why not? You the know? smell, dude, when oh. you waft the smoke. Yep. Oh, my God, dude. I love doing a nice asparagus because... So I've got, you know, your 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 typical uh, grill top. Yeah, yeah. So just throwing some asparagus on there so they get the lines. Oh, oh. dude. A nice grill mark is underappreciated, dude. Especially on a veg. That's the one thing that I I miss. Not like having the like having yeah. the griddle mount. There is no you don't get the grill marks. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I love a good grill mark, man. But the thing with a griddle is, like you already mentioned, you can do the, the cheese steaks and you can mm. do them up right. Yeah. Like, I, I can do it in a pan, but it, it's not it's not the it's same. It's not as good. Right. It's not like, as good. They're still great, yeah. but not quite as. The best thing, my favorite thing about the griddle is when you put, you put like the water on it, it's... Yeah. Dude. Dude, you can, <laughs> you could ostensibly go out and cook pancakes on the grill that's happening that's happening breakfast for dinner or breakfast breakfast for breakfast i love breakfast for dinner by the way side note yeah whimsical as fuck so great breakfast was supposed to happen both both days this past weekend but your boy woke up too late and there was too much going on yeah i was like i can't cram this in dude i can't like sorry (laughs) it'll happen oh my god i dude like uh, pancakes of course came to mind first but a nice egg bacon, bacon. chorizo oh dude my god oh chorizo because i mean if you can't i'm a camper i love going camping yeah and so like nothing like camp breakfast Mm-hmm. but the second best thing yes is dude. doing it at home on a nice griddle dude in the smell breakfast oh. food smells the best when you wake up and like the smell of bacon mm-hmm. michael scott you know <laughs> It's so great, dude. It's so great. I love a, if we're going smells too, maple. Like oh. when I do a sausage, it has to be maple sausage, dude. Because that smell, that maple smell, oh my God, dude. I I do DoorDash. And yeah. This morning I picked up from Wendy's and apparently they have like a, a maple uh, biscuit, maple uh, sausage biscuit. Hey now. And so I picked that up and my son immediately goes, dad, what's that? <laughs> amazing like so like immediately that's what my car smelled like i was like all right this ain't so bad roll all the windows up and trap it forever (laughs) dude i love i love the smell of maple man it's so good but it's it's polarizing though not everybody likes it well it's because much like everything like the the pumpkin spices and whatnot where it gets everywhere it does i don't need the idea of a maple bacon donut is on its very surface level, I'm in. A very yeah. surface level. Yes. But no thanks. There's there's a place out in Virginia Beach called Duck Donuts. Mm-hmm. No idea what a duck has to do with a donut. <laughs> but people have gotten them before and brought them into work. And like, hey, choose and pick what, pick what you want. And mm-hmm. as soon as I saw the maple bacon, I was like, that one. They are clutch. But... It, it, that said, it's too much. It is kind of egregious too, yeah. though. Like it's amazing. Yeah. I I love that thing, but it's a little like okay. It's it's who thought of this and why? Like, <laughs> why? I mean, again, when do we get past the point of like just Jimmy's are fine? Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it does get a little crazy, man. It does, but it like I Glaze had the fruity pebbles donut, oh, and that thing, dude, too much. But mm. oh my god, anything fruity pebbles, I'm so in on. I used to I used to be firmly camp cocoa pebbles. Okay. Until I grew up. <laughs> and I had a bowl of fruity pebbles sometime last uh, yeah. year. I was like, yo. Right. Well then you realize too when you're an adult, you know what you can do? 
just go buy chocolate milk. Yeah. You don't have to cheat with a chocolate cereal. Yeah. That was half of the fun when yeah, you were a kid. The milk. Yeah, Afterwards. and your parents wouldn't like, you can't drink chocolate milk is death. You can't. Like, okay, well, can I have Cocoa Pebbles? Yeah. Sure. And why? <laughs> you right. Over. Fuck you, mom and dad. <laughs> and then you're wondering, like, hey, we have shit to do. Why is it taking 45 minutes for you to eat this bowl of cereal? <laughs> because it's not brown enough yet. Yep. Leave me alone. Get out of here. Mind your business. Go compare your grass with the neighbor's grass, <laughs> motherfucker. I had to cut my grass because, so you mentioned your your neighbors did theirs. Yeah. So first of all, did it make you more mad that they did it and you hadn't yet? Or was it more so that you just hadn't? I felt it kind of both. Here's the thing. See, I felt like I, I spent time in a locker room, you know, football, mm-hmm. you know, it, there's always people that don't walk around with their drawers on because they they don't because they know. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt. Like, oh, and plus the guy next door is a Bruins fan and I'm oh. already really insecure because his hockey team's better than mine and after the Lake Tahoe game when I came home from work the next day, he was outside like checking his mail and I'm getting out of my car and he goes, "Hey, how about that game last night?" And I was like, no, "You be a dick." Fuck. <laughs> You d- I like, don't know you like that. Yeah, like I liked you kind of until now. Like, <laughs> fuck you, man. You know? But no, it's a bit of both, man. It's a bit of both. But it like I hate like being the one sandwiched in the middle. Yeah. And it's not even egregiously like we're not talking children in the corn here. Right. Just a little but they've it got looks that worse. Fr- yeah. They've already done that. They've got the fresh, that fresh, that nice fresh layer of green. Oh, mm. it looks so good. <laughs> and then mine's just like Hi. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the the Kelly Green and the Midnight Green. Yeah, like oh man, <laughs> why? Uh, the the fa- uh, my wife's family came into town last weekend. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> mow the lawn. I mean, it was twofold. Number one, that feeling of laziness of just not wanting to do it. Yeah, but two, uh, got me away- got me out of the house. Like, Plus, okay, yeah, you know what? I'll yeah, do dude. it. <laughs> I got this. I got this, man. Yard work. I've I've become is like when I got to the point in life where I wasn't living in apartments anymore mm-hmm. as an adult, and I was living in a house. Like I learned to appreciate. Like I'm totally like yard guy now, and I never thought I would be. Like we got, I got like raspberries I want to plant. Like yeah, I there's a patch in the backyard that I want a wildflower bomb because I love wildflowers, and that's probably really like. I'm green thumb guy. I love doing it, man. And like I was sitting out there, you know, taking inventory this weekend, had some tunes going with the grill, you know, getting drunk on some seltzers, (laughs) you know, you had me tell the seltzers. So here's the thing with the seltzers. I forever. So this is a new trend now. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I hate shit like that. Like the, Ooh, that like these, these restaurants, these new places you go eat. They're like what they call like fast casual, you know, like the hipster. Yeah, man. Like I get those out of here. I don't need that. Like I'm, I'm fine. I thank you, but I'll take the food, but I don't need, I don't need a picture of dogs playing poker on the walls. I don't, what does this have to do with my French toast? (laughs) Nothing. Um, shit like that. I typically knock, but we were hanging with some friends a few weeks ago and you know, two married couples, and I've known the wives pretty much like my entire life, mostly. Right. Um, their husbands are super cool too. Um, one's actually in the hockey league. Oh, 
But uh, Storm Surge, he's a Canes fan. Okay. So thanks for taking the whales away, whalers away from us. Jerk. God damn it. But, <laughs> you know, we play like a drinking game, and it's like I'm like I'm – I'm a whiskey mixed drink and a shot guy. Like I like beer. I like beer, but when I'm at home, typically not my go-to. So, you know, drinking game. You need something to where if you fuck up or whatever, you sip, or if you do the whatever. Like kings, if you pull whatever and you don't answer quick enough, you got to take a sip or whatever the fuck, right? Right. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't have anything. Like I didn't bring any of that. You don't want to sip on whiskey. Like, like I'm not. Yeah, not. Not wasting my JMO on phase 10 or whatever it is. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, well, here, here's these. And a friend of mine, she had like the truly iced teas. Okay. In the fridge. And I'm, let me preface this. I am not iced tea guy. Oh. I'm not. Um, I Like, I'm not like against it. It doesn't offend me and keep me up at night. I'm just <laughs> not like, if I'm going to a cooler, it's, it's way down the, the pecking order of shit that I'm going to reach for. But I love raspberry. We've talked about raspberries yeah. before on the pod. Favorite power ranking, my number one fruit. Um, sleeper fruit. But the one she, she grabbed, it was like a variety pack. It was like strawberry, lemon, peach, and raspberry. Mm-hmm. And the one she handed me was a raspberry one. Well, here you go. Here's this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sitting here, man, and the other husbands are totally beer snob guys, right? Like brewery. Oh, don't be that either. That's not fun. Sidebar to breweries real quick. Where are you what are your thoughts on people that go to breweries? What's funny is so that was just coming about like all, I probably would have been that guy, which sucks. No, not brewery guy. No. I mean <laughs> cuz that's the kind of beers I was getting into right before I quit. Okay. Okay. And I was really like into like getting local crafted stuff and we only had the, the one, culture. <laughs> we only had the one here in Hampton, St. George's. Yes. And I quit and suddenly that became a thing. They're everywhere They're now. Everywhere. There's Oozle Finch down off Fort Monroe that's yeah. not far from me. That place they don't COVID protocol, they don't give a shit. Oh, from really? when I when I've driven by there well People probably have me. I shouldn't throw them under the bus like that. <laughs> but they're they're packed constantly. There's always and there's like kids running around. Like people yeah. are getting shit faced off IPAs. And I would definitely not be. I would not be. Kids are running around. Kids, there, right? Guy. Like I feel like you should probably keep the kids out of the brewery. Yeah. You know, I don't care if they have pretzels there. <laughs> you know, I would be. I don't think I would be brewery hangout guy, but I would definitely be buying all those beers for sure see the beer thing it the leave it to our generation to complicate getting drunk for one (laughs) um because we can't like we just decided like no budweiser's not good enough anymore and like when i do drink beer i'm a yingling guy you can get yingling anywhere yeah Yeah, like you can get yingling anywhere yeah like it i don't need to make a special trip you know (laughs) anywhere they sell beer they've got it yep i'm good nice 12er yeah i don't first of all ipas get the fuck out of here they taste like scotch tape smells. <laughs> I hate an IPA, dude. Like I don't need I don't need spice notes. I don't need to I don't I'm also like fair. I'm good, man. I'm good, you know? I was always I was I was a Hefeweizen guy. Like I I like a nice Ooh, wee beer. Okay. So like I never got into the IPAs and and any of that. Like the good oatmeal call. stouts and oh, all that all that seems like too much for me. <sighs> Rob brought over one time. <laughs> I can't remember who makes it. It's one of the local brewers, breweries, whatever. There was this thing called snacks. It's like mm-hmm. a chocolate porter. 
they had like a cool label. It was O'Connor. I'm going to throw them under the bus real quick. <laughs> because O'Connor has the sickest looking beers, like the labels, the cans, oh, yeah. the bottles. They look so cool. I think they were the ones who did the the morning cartoon, and it was like a cereal. Like it was Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Yes. That was the one. And I, that one I would be more than willing to try, but I've never seen it. So apparently it sells out in like 10 minutes, according to a beer snob friend of mine. Makes so, sense. Uh, like I would try that, but... So these two husbands, though, like they're they're those guys, like brewery dudes. Like mm-hmm. we're sitting over here drinking like those kind of beers, and they're like, "Hey, try these," you know. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." okay. And here I am sipping on a seltzy, you know. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, man, this is not this is not a good look. But I mean, if it gets the job done, I guess, and it tasted fine. A seltzer buzz is pretty pretty impressive. So then it became, you know what? I don't care if I look like a bitch. Like, I fuck with these. Yeah. So went to Crow Crow, picked up the 12-pack. <laughs> went deep. Yeah, I was like, give me the whole thing. I want to try all of them. <laughs> and now I have, like, my own internal power rankings of which of the four, like, raspberries far and away. One, the strawberry's pretty decent, too. The peach is nice. The lemon, surprisingly, is not very good, which is sucks because I like lemon shit. I had really high hopes for the lemon. It had tremendous upside, but it didn't. It was a bust. It never works out in like a seltzer. Mm-mm. Like I'll take the lime over the the lemon. Yes, one hundred percent, dude. Although almost lemon, almost anything else, yeah, is gonna win. Right, yeah, for sure. These things, though, like they're because the cans aren't wicked big. Uh, seventeen bucks for this damn twelve pack, and I was like, "Fuck, man! Like this better. I better feel it, man. I better feel it. You know what I mean?" And like, I didn't like. I'm I'm a bigger dude, and like it, it takes a bit. But I was sitting out there, man, and I fucked up because I was like, "Okay," I was really excited for the cheesesteaks on the grill. Like and I do this on the weekends. Like weekends, I get I fuck my because I don't do breakfast during the week because I fucking get up, I go to work, I'm in a daze, whatever. I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. So like by ten o'clock in the morning, I'm like I could eat the asshole out of a skunk. I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> so weekends, I typically like you know Saturday morning yard work, whatever, blah blah blah, fucking around. Like I just forget breakfast isn't really in the in the equation for me, so it doesn't usually happen. But I didn't eat. Until about four o'clock, right before the Phil's game. Oof. So go out there, man. I fucking cut the playlist on. I'm in my own world, sipping some seltzers. I'm like, man, this is awesome. After and they I mean, I tore through them pretty quick. Cause I mean they're meant they're not marketed yeah. for people like me. <laughs> you know? So I tore through two of them. I mean quick. Yeah. And all of you know, light a heater, and I'm like, yo. It's going okay. To the dome. I don't feel bad, you know? I don't feel bad at all. It it a nice seltzer buzz, so I found myself like just chipping away at this twelve pack throughout the evening Mm -hmm. to where by the time the flyers started, like I had two left. Wow. And I was like And of course I killed them because the flyers are shit. (laughs) You know, and then it's like, okay, we can move on to stronger stuff because the flyers are shit. (laughs) But a nice seltzer, but like props to seltzer culture though. It's not bad, dude. Right. At, at least the Trulies. Like, I would not, I'm never, I will not go so far as to drink a White Claw because I have a penis. <laughs> like, I feel like that's a little too far. I don't know, I don't know what the man scale is on Trulies versus White Claws. I just feel like Truly is a little more, 
a little more acceptable. I honestly have no idea. I'm completely out. I don't either. Somebody should let us know what's 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 more manly, truly or her white claws. Maybe answering our own question. Uh, neither, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're odd if you drink them both, but I will I will probably buy the variety pack again. I'll tell you this. So I I knocked seltzer, but when I first came of age, uh, drinking age, uh-huh. there was literally alcoholic water that you could get. What? Yeah, you could get a sixer. I can't, I forget what it was called, but it was aged. It was water. It was alcoholic water. What flavors? Seltzer. None. Just water flavor. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and we no. got it, of course, because no. this is alcoholic water. Why right. would you? That's dangerous. That what do you you don't remember the ABV, do I, you? No, it couldn't have been much because we didn't get it a lot. Oh my god! But I remember we we're like we laughed at it, and we're like, well, of course, here we go. <laughs> right, I gotta try it. So I mean, this is like when we first, first, first started drinking. So yeah, like, when you're Smirnoff's you're on a budget, like a thing. Oh, and, dude, yeah. You know, Mike's hard. Mm-hmm. You're just hurricanes. Yeah, you're just sparks. The, oof. <laughs> All of the fruity <laughs> stuff that you should just not. All the junk. Mad Dog. Oh, oh, dude. Boy, do I have Mad Dog stories. The worst. That is of the bunch. That and two eleven. Yeah. Get that out of here. Did you ever? Drink Cisco? No, never did Cisco. Basically, porch wine. <laughs> Wild don't. Irish Rose. Just, just <laughs> it's in the same vein. Just is don't. it? Just junk. Just awful. Dusty bottle on the bottom of the shelf for two ninety nine. I'll say this: Cisco and Oreos, and it didn't end well. <laughs> it did not end well at all. Is there any? We'll see. You don't drink anymore right. so was so that was what was one for you that was like i never again get that away under no circumstance will i touch it S- when you were still cisco was it okay so, i mean i i drank a lot of cisco and then there was the one night where i drank too much cisco and I was right like, okay, that's it i'm done it, it's not <laughs> very good it, the, the the reward is not worth the risk juice isn't worth the squeeze not at all yeah me and my guy ballard got ripped one night on bowman's rum (laughs) this is the type of shit that you go to the package store with 10 bucks in your pocket Mm -hmm. and you can get a handle it's so cheap that's a bad 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 it's in plastic dude you know when you're got a big ass when you get the handle the 175 and it's plastic Yep. You know you're about to have a weird night. Yep. And me and my guy just tore through this shit, and it got to the point where like I could fucking smell it. And I'm like, like I'm hate drinking it. I'm like, I don't know why. I have to keep going. Yeah. I hate this because there's some here. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> right. Because we're not, we're, we're not as dead yet. as I thought we'd be yet, and it's only two thirty in the morning. Uh-huh. So yeah, let's keep going. And then I woke up the next day like. That was the first hangover I think I ever had where I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> we might want to start raining some shit in a little bit. Sambuca. Ooh. That's the one. Ooh. That is the one. <laughs> so there was, it became a thing where my friend Plummer would come down from uh, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and immediately we would start taking shots of Sambuca. Most of the time, whatever. There right. was a couple of times where we replaced it with wild turkey. Hey now, you know, or rare breed, even more specifically. Yes, that's a night. Yep. Um, 
But one night he cut, rolls into town. We were at my friend DJ's. Mm. He rolls in and we just shot entire bottle of Sambuca just sh- via shot, <laughs> like not even drinks, just every, you know, yeah. two, three of us on, on the bottle. Right. And then we went out. <laughs> oh, no. That was the pregame. Well, we didn't even drink anymore. Oh, so you were just We amongst... went driving. Oh, God. <laughs> we went out to Virginia Beach, got lost at the beach. Yo. Uh, we went into, like, the employee entrance of a hotel. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, hours, we got lost in Norfolk. Like, we, I, who knows how the hell we got oh, back. shit. But we ended up in a parking garage, and we're just like, okay, we need to chill the hell out. And we right. just sat on the floor in a parking garage for, like, an hour it's like i don't know what to do because somehow four hours later we were still getting more drunk (laughs) it's still creeping why yeah and so like the next day i'm like yeah don't ever bring sambuca ever again get it away from me get it the fuck away from me it's not even good it's like a licorice flavor which i love black licorice don't get me wrong but in a liquor no thanks okay to that point Jaeger. I love, I put Jaeger on my Rushmore of favorite liquors. Really? Oh my God, I love it. But I'm the opposite. I fucking hate licorice. Mm -hmm. But Jaeger's the first thing, like Jaeger popped my, like Jaeger wasn't the first thing I ever drank or got like a little faded on, but Jaeger was the first time I ever got like, okay, I'm fucked up. (laughs) So there's an attachment there. Gotcha. You never forget your first. Like I'm a... Jameson guy through and through that that's my shit. I stay with a bottle of Jameson in the house. When it gets half full, I go get another one just in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because fucking problem. Right, because my <laughs> hockey team can't win a fucking game anymore. Um and the the team I do this podcast on too. But um I I love Jaeger, man, and it 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 stuck with me. Like I don't Jaeger's not a staple in my life now it's not a constant but it's still there mm-hmm. i still have about a jaeger night or two maybe a year mm-hmm. and it's really fun it's really fun because jaeger jaeger i enjoy a good jaeger buzz a lot like jaeger's like when i'm like i know i'm gonna get after it but i don't want to i don't want to wake up with regrets mm-hmm. the next okay. day yeah. Like I'm at home, I'm chilling, George Thorogood style, I drink alone. I always said if I was a wrestler, that would be my theme song. <laughs> but, you know, I wouldn't have a weird night, but I'm not trying to wake up and be like, what the fuck happened last night? Mm-hmm. I'm going Jaeger. You know, if I'm just sitting around the house watching a game, relaxing, I'll rocks glass, a little JMO in there, and I'll sip. Love it, man. You know, shots, whatever, car bombs, fuck yeah. Um, The weirdest night I ever had, I went to richmond new year's eve of 2010 turning into 2011 my guy ballard it was going to vcu this was right around like the final four time when they made their run and he was like hey man like new year's eve party you coming up like bet yeah (laughs) so in a second (laughs) yeah i get there man about five o'clock or so we go hit this this bar where they have like those the fancy people beers where there's like fourteen percent alcohol. Yeah, you know I'm like okay, kill three of them. Left there feeling pretty good. 
Then we go to, it was me, him, and like a couple other dudes he was hanging out with. There was like five or six of us. Then we go back to one of the dudes' houses, and he had a bottle of Evan Williams Black sitting on his fridge. Oof. And I like that's 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 booze on a budget. Your boy fucked with Evan Williams Black hard back in the day. So yeah. I was like, yo, right on. And he was like, oh, do you want some, man? Here's like, I don't even really fuck with this shit. I just, somebody gave it to me. Like, yeah, sure. So, like, we're, you know, just sitting around dude's house waiting for other people that we're going to convene with later in the evening to get together. So, I'm just sitting there sipping this Evan Williams Black. We get to another house um, where there's Fireball and Tequila. Oh. Um, (laughs) And I, your boy can hold his own. Uh Uh-huh. Tequila, though, is... It's it's the game ender. That's the one that I I will stay the fuck away from that shit. Yep. I'm not like there's been about two nights in my life with tequila, and whenever it's in the picture, never ends well. You wake up the next day feeling like you ought to apologize for shit you can't even remember. Yep. Like what the fuck happened? Why do I feel like I need to text everybody in my phone and be like, hey, my bad. Sorry. For what? I, I just. Know. I'm sure I did something. Right. Just for whatever happened, my bad. For the record. You it know, doesn't even taste good. It doesn't, man. It really doesn't. I don't care. You can put salt on it, a fucking lemon or whatever. It's not. No, get it out of here. No, nah, man. Like, taste isn't or even wasn't. This is a recovering alcoholic saying this. Like, you know, like, I got, it's got alcohol in it, but when Alki over here is saying nah, like, right. maybe, maybe there's something to maybe it. Maybe everyone else should take heed. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure, dude. It's it's never it's never good. It's never fucking good. So we go and and there was like a there was a lady there who I never met. She was like, I want to do shots of fireball with you. And that's all I needed to hear. Yeah. So let's Oof. go from beer to Evan Williams Black to tequila to fireball. And then we ended up there's a place in Richmond called Carrytown. And they were having this, some deal in the middle of a street where like they had like a big ass screen or something like that. It was a bunch of people outside and they were showing the ball drop on this massive screen. Everybody come gather. And they had in the middle of the street, it was like people gathering on sidewalks. And we walked there and I don't remember the walk there, but I remember being there amongst all these people and being like, there's a lot of fucking people here. And there was, like, fire trucks and police cars and shit in the street in case shit got weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ball dropped, and something in my head clicked. Yo, go get on the fire truck. (laughs) So I got on the fire truck. Like, I didn't – I thought in my mind I was, like – you know, there's people. Like, I had to get through some people. Uh And I was, like, in my head, I'm like, hey, excuse me, pardon me, let me buy – and I guess I was like full blown like defensive lineman through people like shoving motherfuckers. And I get on this fucking fire truck, take my shirt off, and I do the Hulk Hogan pose. No idea why. This is all through my buddy who there is pictures of this shit. Um a cop, one of Richmond's finest. And I was a little I was lighter back then. Me without a shirt was not as much of a bummer back then. You know, there was still a little extra beef, but it wasn't like, holy shit, get that man a fucking towel. This cop yanks me off of this fire truck like I weigh like five pounds, just pulls me off. And I guess he looks at my buddy 
my guy Ballard saved me this night because I guess he comes up and he goes, hey, just like he's fucked up. And the guy's like, yeah, clearly put his shirt on and get him the fuck out of my face. You have like 10 seconds. I kept trying to apparently give the cop a hug <laughs> because the excessive alcohol. Uh-huh. Um, and that's when we left, apparently. So we get in. We walk however long. I probably stumble a few times and we get in my guy's car. And he was like, okay, like we need food needs to happen here. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I ever had cookout. I, this is before cookouts were down here. He goes, we're going to go to cookout. I was like, okay, we're going to go to a cookout at three in the morning. It wasn't three in the morning, but it was late. I was yeah. like, right on, man. Awesome. It's fun up here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was so, we were going, and I remember like he was hauling ass, going like, 50 and like a 25 or some oh, egregious Jesus. shit. Cop pulls him over. I was so drunk because he was like, you know, the cop, hey, license registrations, registration was in the glove box. He was like, man, give me my registration real quick. And I like, I, I was so fucked up that the cop was just like, get him wherever you're going. Just get off the road with him, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, and we ended up going to cookout and going home and my, like, he put on this like Undertaker because he's a big Undertaker guy. Yeah, he had this like match compilation DVD that I guess WWE put out, and he put it on the TV. And uh, we get back to his apartment or whatever, and I was like, "Man, make sure I'm up early tomorrow because I want to be back home for one o'clock. The Birds kick off against the Giants. It's week seventeen. This is my last chance to see." The-. And he didn't have cable, so I'm like, "I got to see." You know, we weren't a playoff team this year, so like, I got to see. This is my last time I can see us for eight months. So. He's like, you're not waking up, but okay, sure. So he wakes me up by throwing like a stack of three cookout burgers still wrapped in the foil on my chest. And he goes, get the fuck up, kickoffs in a few hours. And I rolled over and it's like seven in the morning. And like, I could still smell the shit coming from my pores and everything else, dude. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm not eating right now at this second. Meanwhile, like, Undertaker versus Kane, the Inferno match is just (laughs) playing in the background. Like, what the fuck is going on? So I go outside. I'm like, okay, well, let me. I have a heater every day when I first wait. It helps me get up. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first heater in the morning gets gets you regular. <laughs> and after a night like that, like I took like two drags and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> literally, <laughs> like for reals. <laughs> so I was like, yo, I gotta hit it real quick, man. He was like. <sighs> Okay, this is about an hour drive from fucking Richmond back down here. I'm like, there's yeah. no way I'm going to make it, man. <laughs> and I did, dude, it was, I mean, just just offensive. It's 10 years later, I can still smell this motherfucker, <laughs> you know? And But yeah, that's the weirdest night I've, I've ever had. And it, like, we still laugh and talk about it sometimes. And like, he'll occasionally like send me one of the pictures because he's still got them. I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah, that stuff. No, no, it can't be lost. But it's like every time I see it, I'm like, like, it's such a great memory. But because it was like of, you know, simpler times when Mm -hmm. it's just like not a lot of cares in the world. But whatever. Why did I have to take it to such an excess all the time? Yep. You know, why? Yep. Did I really need the four tequila shots or however many it was? I remember doing like nine shots of fireball, too. It was like, this is entirely too much. Too much. And then somehow. The people we were with to begin the night, like they had kind of like vanished off at some point. And you know, when you're hammered, like you think somebody you've known for five hours is like your best friend. Yeah, like, like where'd they go? Where is this guy? <laughs> Why is it just us now? 
<laughs> the whole time, like, yeah, because you probably chased them off, motherfucker. <laughs> yep. With your dumb shit. <laughs> you know, but apparently, like, there was, he was like, man, like, a like, couple days later, he was like, man, like, everybody up here loves you. When are you coming back? I was like, it's going to be a while, man. It's going to be a while. <laughs> this one was, that was a lot. Yeah, like, I feel like I need a baptism after this shit. <laughs> like, I got a lot of fucking, a lot of explaining to do to many people our big thing when we were drinking was so you would finish your drink and then you'd look around the room and be like are you even drinking (laughs) (laughs) you pussies it was the worst (laughs) well you never want to be the one you never want to be the last one in the room to finish right because everyone looks at you sideways like if you're holding up the next round or everybody's Mm -hmm. doing shots like oh well hang on a minute you never want to be that guy because everybody is judging you yep like god hurry up yeah especially like once it gets past midnight Mm -hmm. you know all bets are off because you can't you this is what you got yeah after midnight this is it Yep. There's no more coming in. Yep. And and everybody's in a certain frame of mind where it's like, okay, we're we're almost to the point where we don't care about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we're either going to keep it going or the night's going to end, you know? And if you don't take that shot, the night's over. Right. Especially for you. Yes. Because <laughs> the rest of us want to keep going. And we hate you <laughs> right now. Which it pretty much encapsulates, are you even drinking? Yeah. Because it had to be in that tone. <laughs> right. It had to be condescending. Of course. It's got to be. You have to heckle them. You have to. You know? The worst. You piece of shit. You're not, you're not poisoning and crippling your liver with the rest of us. And we're going to, we think you're less of a person because of it. That's the, the way it is. That's the way it is 100% of the time, man. 1,000. Yep. So Gear Freaks tomorrow. We reveal our champion for Gear Madness. Yeah, we did, and uh, we we went over our our final four. Uh, and I gotta say, like surprise, it is very fitting, mm. very fitting champion though, very deserving, very de- <laughs> the most probably. You think about who they had to run through to get there. Yeah, and Buzzsaw, dude. I didn't see it coming. Murderers Row. This team ran through, and I definitely expected it to go the other way. Mm-hmm. But, well, again, considering the rest of the tournament, I thought for sure that it was going to go the other way. Yeah, yeah, and we got a we got a pleasant surprise though. I either of the teams that that made it though to the final would have been deserving, but for I sure. think the way it played the way it played out, the team with the toughest road to get there is the team that they won. earned it. Oh, dude, they definitely earned it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We also talked about uh, the NWHL, which I kept for some reason yes. wanting to call the WNHL. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is the Women's National yeah. Hockey League, but it's the other way around. Right. Interchangeable. Interchangeable. Which is a pleasant surprise. Yeah, dude. There is some great stuff there. We, we've covered a lot of leagues in the short time that we've done the show. Yeah. And this is far and away the best uniforms. Oh, it's the best discovery. Not even close, dude. Like there's, there's not even the uh, even the worst of the bunch. I guess you could say isn't isn't like offensive. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not too. It's not terrible. It's way better than you know. We did the FCF. I've been trying to suppress a burp for thirty <laughs> seconds, and I'm just gonna let it go eventually. Uh, like the FCF when we did that, like mm-hmm. uh, everything sucked. Yeah, like and these were chosen by fans; they yeah. were voted on. Like the bottom of the barrel in the NWHL is not that bad. It's really not. No, it's a fun discovery. As it really fact, is. I'm considering including them in next year's Gear Madness instead of the NIT. 
a couple for sure definitely deserve. Yeah. So you know, I, I've got at ideas. least to be a bubble team. Yeah. At least. I definitely have ideas. One so. in particular that I think you oh, and I yeah. will both pound the table for. Yeah. The hell with everyone on the Discord. Call yep. us a homer now, motherfuckers. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that I mean, it's a, an action-packed episode, and uh, we yes. we got our key lime reference in right now. We did. This is where it happens. So we're up to several weeks in a row now. I need to uh, keep chasing down a key lime pie sponsor and whore myself out. Send me all the key lime pies. I enjoy them. I will eat them shirtless. <laughs> no idea why I threw that in, but there's that. Um, by the way, you can uh, follow the Gear Freaks Pod. Every ep- new episode's available every Tuesday on all podcast platforms at Gear Freaks Pod on IG and Twitter. And also, you can use uh, the discount code STUPID. I'm not going to spell it out for you. It should be common sense to get you 15% off uh, Raz Energy Drinks. That's R A Z E Energy Drinks. You can go to repsports.com, R E P P sports.com. The code stupid gets you 15% off a case. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Now, time for draft talk, people, before we get out of here. And it's funny because, yeah, we were having this discussion in the office the other day at work. Like, how many times in your lifetime? has your team drafted exactly who you wanted like not like okay i like that pick you know or i'd be okay with one of these dudes like you really there was a guy you really really wanted in mind like this is my guy and you know your squad announces the pick and it's that guy and you're like holy shit this is awesome there's two examples of it in my lifetime that i could think of without ending up down a rabbit hole two that jump out at me one we will get to as we get into the main event of the evening. So this past week, Jamar Chase kills it at LSU's Pro Day, right? And it just it 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 furthers the bullshit of, oh, we're not gonna get him, we're not gonna get him, this, that, and a third. And again, I encourage everybody who is still hung up on the Jamar Chase thing. He himself is not gonna make but so much of a difference in this team, right? We're not gonna go from being a a you know a a four 11 and one team or a you know four and 13 team now to being a you know this bullshit 17 game schedule to being a you know a nine and eight team because we've got Jamar Chase on this team it's just not going to work that way um so at the end of the day again as we said last week there are bigger issues on this team than a lack of Jamar Chase okay the main of which is going to be report comes out this morning. Jeff McLean of the Philly Inquirer reports that Howie Roseman overruled the scouting department twice last year. Okay. And the examples that were given were the first and second round. First round, obviously, I'm sure you could guess uh, the choice of Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson with Justin Jefferson on the board. He goes the pick after uh, to Minnesota and ended up being the best of the bunch of a loaded uh, wide receiver class last year, at least having the best rookie year. Again, the jury's still out on Jalen Rager. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I'm not willing to call this guy a bust yet. Uh, I don't think he was used properly. He had some injury stuff. You know, the team was decimated. A lot of circumstances went into why Jalen Rager did not have uh, a super superb rookie season. You know what I mean? And I think we have a tendency to kind of give up on players too quickly. There's no reason to bail on Jalen Rager. There's just not. Um, But nonetheless, you know, the optics, if you want to, you know, throw darts at Howie, and there's a lot of reasons why to do it, that gives you a reason why right there. 
also would be the second round is another time where uh, he did not listen to – he overruled the scouting department, rather, uh, who they wanted, whereas they wanted Justin Jefferson or they urged – you know, Je- Jefferson was the preference in the first round, how he went Rager. Same in the second round. And this is a name we talked about a lot last year uh, as the pod just started up prior to the draft. Uh, safety Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois, who ended up being picked um, in the late 50 – I believe, I think 57th overall without checking uh, to the Carolina Panthers and had a hell of a rookie year did Jeremy Chen and he was awesome and he was a guy that I loved last year and he was the guy one of the guys who I said when we were on the clock uh, and ultimately took Jalen Hurts he was one of the guys I was hoping like hell his name would be called uh to be an eagle but it didn't happen we got Jalen Hurts instead um so again Howie overruled the scouting department there who wanted Jeremy Chen he goes with Jalen Hurts and starts an entire firestorm that we are looking at now um you know, and the Jalen Hurts pick could very well pan out, right? You know, if 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 he's given a legitimate chance this year, I'm not sold that he is the long term guy. I'm not, but I think he just he deserves a year. You know, give him this year, see what you got, then you come back next year with hopefully three ones, and you know you can make a move if you got to. But I think either way, regardless, and this goes without saying, right? It's it's too early to judge either pick. It's too early to judge either pick. You know, early returns, sure, aren't super ideal. I think Hurt showed flashes here and there, the spark, you know. Jalen Rager is is capable of great things if used properly, and hopefully Sirianni will will do that this year and use him better than Doug Peterson did, utilize his skill set better, and again, hopefully he can stay healthy as well and there's not as many injury issues adding to the disaster that was this team last year. You know, but it's it is. It's poor optics when Howie's so quick to override uh the scouting department. And that's just perfectly encapsulates the power struggle uh that there is in this organization right now. Again, ever since the Super Bowl happened, especially, you've noticed even more how we want to flop it on the table and let people know what's up, that he is the one that calls the shots around here. And uh, it's it's been at the expense of, of the team, of the franchise. You know, he set this team back, a team that felt like it had a Super Bowl window of three to five to seven years maybe, and Doug Peterson saying this is the new norm now. Everybody is the fuck out of here. Doug Peterson's unemployed. Carson Wentz is in Indianapolis. And here we are. You know, we're in a Miami Dolphins situation where they're trying to accumulate a bunch of picks a few years ago. That's where we're at now. Now, again, asset acquiring is great, but what you do with them, that's everything right there. And obviously, you, the jury is still out on how 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 he's going to use it. We'll have to wait and see. But again, the fact that that guy would be so quick to override the scouting department just just for the sake of hey, mine's bigger, let's pull out rulers, you know. Not not great optics here, especially when you have the track record that Howie has in recent years, which brings up what I want to do today, which is look back at what I feel it's far and away Howie Roseman's best draft from from top to bottom. Uh, just a tremendous draft was the Eagles 2012 draft class, you know, and this just shows again before things got derailed there's a reason why the guy got the job okay again he's been good in free agency not great some of these contracts are what dug us into this cap hole obviously but I think when you're able to to send a three and a five to Detroit for Darius Slay 
there's something to be said there. Again, Jay Ajayi, that move was was key in the Super Bowl year. Uh, you know, and he made a lot of moves that, let's be honest, without those moves, Super Bowl 52 doesn't happen. So it's not all bad. It's been really, really bad and shitty lately. Really, really bad and shitty lately. Yes, of course. But I wanted to look back at this 2012 draft class because, again, think of the question I posed earlier. When was the last time, if, if you're a draft mark, that your team in this instance the birds took exactly who you wanted the guy you went in going this is the guy for me one of them was our first rounder in 2012 Fletcher Cox I went into that draft wanting him so bad because he was a disruptive force and still is and always has been his entire career that's the guy I wanted he was a riser going into the draft that year we went into the 2012 draft sitting at 15 and how he moved up from 15 to take Fletch. He traded three spots up uh, with Seattle to take Fletcher Cox, defensive tackle out of Mississippi State. And all he's done since being in Philly is become a legend and just a dominant force. You know, this is a guy who's number 91 is likely to hang in the rafters one day at the link. You know what I mean? He's a guy that constantly has to be double teamed. Super Bowl 52 does not happen without 91 it's it's that simple you know maybe not the game itself because the defense really didn't show up that day Tom Brady threw the ball over the field they should you know Brandon Graham showed up for a play but the defense that game did not show up as a whole but again the defense that defensive line was dominant all season long that was key in that Super Bowl run and getting there. And Fletcher Cox is as good of a defensive tackle as, as you'll see in the NFL. Now, I mean, Aaron Donald's better. But, you know, it, they're right there, one-two in the conversation. You know, in terms of, at least for me, best defensive tackles in my lifetime. I think you got to put in Dominican Sue in that conversation as well. But Fletcher Cox is a legend in this town for sure. I think he's going to have his number retired eventually. He's definitely an Eagles Hall of Famer, and I think he's probably going to be, you know, in Canton one day as well, enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. At least he should. So, moving up to uh, to make that pick was a great call, obviously. It worked out great. And that's the uh, <clears throat> one of two times that how he's made a move up. Uh, a couple years ago, it happened with Andre Dillard. Um, so, there's that. Second round, 46 overall pick in 2012 was Michael Kendricks, linebacker out of Cal. Now, obviously, that didn't end in the best of ways right he pled guilty to insider trading you know but if you go back to to that time this was when uh you know again free agency nice pickups D'Amico Ryans had just been brought in via free agency Kendricks you know he went on to have a nice career man he started at middle linebacker and outside linebacker for the better part of about four years and then you know Jordan Hicks who became uh you know a, a solid player third round pick in 2015 would eventually start chipping away at the snaps that Michael Kendricks would get. He requested a trade in 2017 because of that, but Howie Roseman denied it. But then Jordan Hicks goes out and he tears his ACL the Super Bowl year. And, you know, Michael Kendricks goes on to start in the Super Bowl, had a few tackles in the game, and, you know, he was a starter on the Super Bowl roster. You know, he ended up being uh, released the offseason, you know, right after the Super Bowl, not long after, so... There's that, but again, he was a part of, you know, the most significant, you know, game in the history of this franchise. When you get that and you get four years of a starter out of a second-round pick, not bad. 
not bad. Maybe you'd want a little more, sure, but I don't think at the end of the day you can bitch about the draft pick of Michael Kendricks. I don't, except for the fact that if you look at the very next pick, 47th overall, the Seattle Seahawks took Bobby Wagner, who is a Hall of Famer more than likely at the end of the day and one of the best linebackers in the NFL and has been for years, years going now. But Michael Kendricks had a nice career. Later in the second round, 59th pick, you had Vinnie Curry, defensive end Adam Marshall. And this is a guy that, you know, he doesn't jump off the field at you, right? He's not, you know, he's not somebody that's elite, that's, uh, 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 you know, a, a an all-timer in the history of this franchise. He's not Reggie White. He's not Fletcher Cox or anything like that at all. But he is like a sentimental fan favorite. You know, he's a Jersey native. Uh, it, it spent most of his career as a like a rotational defensive lineman. You know what I mean? He was part of that Super Bowl 52 roster as well. And, you know, would get released after that uh, that year, just like Michael Kendricks did. He didn't want to take a pay cut to Vinnie Curry. So he went to Tampa for a season to rock the alarm clock uh, jerseys. And then he comes back in 2019. He's, he was here the last two years, signed with the Jets last month. Again, that defensive line, the Super Bowl year, was so damn dominant because you had guys like this, Vinnie Curry, Chris Long, you know, that you can rotate in constantly. That defensive line was fresh. Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett. When you have guys like that, you can keep rotating in and out. Everybody stays fresh. You got guys that can get after the quarterback like that. You know, that makes a difference. The most important thing in the NFL now, the three most important positions, to me, in my opinion, obviously quarterback. I'd say left tackle. you got to be able to protect your quarterback, your investment. And on defense, edge rusher, because you got to be able to get after the opposing quarterback and pressure him. If you can't do those things, it's going to be uphill sledding. So, again, Vinnie Curry, not a great career, but, you know, he contributed for, you know, again, 59th pick overall. Maybe you'd want a little more from a second rounder, you're hoping. But, man, at the end of the day, compare Vinnie Curry, who was the 59th pick in 2012, to what J.J. Arcega-Whiteside's done so far, who was 59th overall pick two years ago. So there's that. Could be worse. Then there is perhaps one of the most infamous of Howie Roseman draft picks. 88th overall in the third round, Nick Foles, right? The legend, Super Bowl MVP, Big Dick Nick. Uh, the rumor was that, you know, it, now reports have come out since that, it, you know, if if Russell Wilson had made it, you know, to 88th overall, that the birds would have taken him. And, <clears throat> you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of a moot point. You know, it didn't work out that way. There's a 13-pick gap there between 75 and 88, right? It's not like, he, you know, the Bobby Wagner situation where he went to pick after. Um, you know, but be that as it may, no, Nick Foles isn't on this team anymore. No, he didn't, you know, go on to be the starter of this team uh, for many, many years. Although I thought you know, it, he was great with Chip Kelly, you know, had that 27 touchdown, two interception uh, run that year that got cut short by the Saints in the wild card. And, you know, when Carson tore his ACL in 2017, you know, who quarterbacked the team to a Super Bowl win? Who outdueled Tom Brady on the biggest stage? Nick Foles. He's a legend in the city forever. Uh, you know, he's he's up there with, with the cream of the crop, as Macho Man Randy Savage would say. It doesn't get better than Nick Foles when you talk Philadelphia Eagles. So when you can land that with the 88th pick in the draft, you fucking win. Moving on to the fourth round with the 123rd pick in the draft, Brandon Boykin, cornerback out of Georgia. And he was a guy 
they got some love coming out that year as one of the one of the better corners in the draft. And and he's one of those guys that uh you know, he was a nice little corner. He was more of a heavy contributor on special teams as a kick returner. What I remember most about Brandon Boykin was he picked off Kyle Orton at in the last week of the season in uh twenty thirteen to win the NFC East. Uh, was a battle between us and the Cowboys in Dallas. Winner of the game wins the division, and Brandon Boykin picked off Kyle Orton. You know, little mini return, couple yards, took a knee, game over. Birds win the division. It was awesome, great memory, and it was possible because of Brandon Boykin. Again, he was very possible. He was very. Uh, most of his contributions came on special teams. You know what I mean? It wasn't a great corner, but you know he's on the team for a couple years. He finished his rookie year, 2013, uh, second in the NFL is a rookie in interceptions with six. So, you know, that's something, man. Again, not for, you know, a guy that that you take in the fourth round with 123rd overall pick, you know, decent. You know, if you you can get that every year out of your fourth round pick or, you know, something similar – you're doing okay. Again, the the late rounds of the draft get get overlooked a lot of the times because they're not a lot of the names that most people know, and you know they're not common. You're not seeing these guys in mock drafts and shit like that. Most of them, you know what I mean. Most mocks have one, maybe two rounds, so you're not getting to the Brandon Boykins of the world a lot of times. So you don't really know the day three guys unless you're locked in, unless you do your homework and. You know, for for a guy that went in the fourth round, that's about as I – mean, no, it's not as good as you can get when Tom Brady went in the sixth round. Somebody's probably going to think that. But, again, come on, outliers. You know, for 123rd overall pick, you got to be happy with Brandon Boykin's contributions. And then you have the four remaining picks uh, to complete the draft. Fifth round, 153rd overall was Dennis Kelly, offensive tackle out of Purdue, you know, not great, but he started some games for the Birds. I think the guy's still in the league. You know, if you just see, which he's had about a career of a decade, which is nothing to nothing to be ashamed of. Again, at the end of the day, not great. But if you're in this league for eight, nine years and you get drafted in the fifth round, you know, something to something to be proud of, right? Sixth round and one hundred ninety fourth overall pick, Marvin McNutt, wide receiver out of Iowa. That name is still funny to me all these years later because I am twelve years old. Um, he didn't really do a whole lot. I kind of liked the pick at the time because it was receiver depth, but I don't even know if he ended up making the 53-man roster, if I'm being honest. 200th pick in the sixth round, or 200th pick overall in the sixth round, Brandon Washington, offensive lineman out of Miami. That was just kind of a depth rotational piece at the time. Didn't really pan out in the seventh round, 229th pick overall. Bryce Brown, running back out of Kansas State. And he was a guy that when LaShawn McCoy got hurt, would step in and, and have some nice games back when we would run the ball until Doug Peterson came along. So, no, again, he's not a guy that is going to, you know, he's not a Hall of Famer. His number's not going to be hanging in the rafters at the link. But for what you get with a 229th overall pick, if your seventh-round pick makes your roster, that's kind of a win. That's kind of a win because our seventh-round last year, Casey Toole didn't. You know what I mean? A lot of times those guys are kind of shots in the dark, and if they stick around – Awesome. And Bryce Brown, for a dude that got picked that late, had himself a solid little career. So, again, I just think when you look back at that draft, it was what, what you get was, was so good, man, because it, you know, those first couple picks, Fletcher Cox, Michael Kendricks, Vinny Curry, Nick Foles, Brandon Boykin, when you can start a draft with five picks like that and get guys that contribute in the ways that they did, not everybody's going to be a home run hitter. Not everyone's going to be a Hall of Famer. Some guys have to be role players, and that's what some of those dudes are, rotational pieces. 
There is nothing wrong with that. Again, it's a team. It's the ultimate team sport. So at the end of the day, you have to get guys late in the draft as well that can contribute. And that's what this draft exemplifies to me. Hitting a home run with your first overall pick. If you're going to move up and give up capital to take a guy, you want him to be a stud. And that's what Fletcher Cox has been his entire career. And again, you see the stat all the time. Since 2016, there's been no pro bowlers for the birds drafted by this team, right? Carson Wentz was the last one in 2016. Going back between 2012 and 2016, you know, there were some nice picks in there. 2013, you got Lane Johnson, Zach Ertz, Benny Logan was a nice pick in the third round. Then you have drafts like 2014. There was a complete fucking disaster. Marcus Smith in the first round. Jordan Matthews, who I had high hopes for in the second round. Josh Huff in the third round. What the fuck? Why? You know, Bo Allen in the seventh round was nice. It was a nice little pick. He was kind of a fan favorite, solid, cool guy, right? Somebody you drink beer with at the bar. Super cool dude, Bo Allen. And But you get that in the seventh round. Like when your seventh rounder is like, okay, yeah, if that's your draft class, Christ. You know, 2015 was a Chip Kelly tantrum year. And then 2016, you had Carson. Since then, you know, it's been, uh, you know, Derek Barnett's okay. Fifth-year option picked up, right? Andre Dillard, we don't know what he's going to be. So there's been, again, this shows you right here the importance of drafting well. Free agency gets a lot of love because it's names that you know. But good teams build through the draft, and I think this franchise is a microcosm of that. When you look back at 2012, this team was trending upward. Good draft. 2013, you had another good draft. You got three good picks. One, two, and three. Lane Johnson, Zach Ertz, Benny Logan. We forget about him, but he was a nice little player in the middle of the defensive line, right? So when you get guys like that, it it helps accelerate your team moving forward. The reason why we're in such a hellhole right now is not just because of the cap situation. It's because we've gotten nobody in the draft, really. And again, Last year's draft, it's too early to judge because there were a lot of pieces in last year's draft that I liked. Jalen Rager. I like guys like Quez Watkins. You know what I mean? Davion Taylor I thought was a decent little pick in the third round. But you have to give guys time to develop. And, again, couple that with the change that this team just over, you know, is dealing with right now. Entire, entirely new coaching staff. Front office is kind of a mess, right? And that, at the end of the day, encompasses everything. When your front office is a disaster, that sets the tempo going for, for everything. Under, shit rolls downhill. It's just like if, if you work for a company, you're going to have the best group of guys in the workforce out there busting your ass for you every single day. But if, you, if you've got piss-poor management, it, it's only going to get you but so far, right? In big picture. So... Again, that to me, this just shows the importance of nailing these draft picks this year going forward into next year of how he's still sticking around like an albatross, having three ones potentially. Man, these are assets, these draft picks. Accumulate them. Treat them like the gold that they are. Take it seriously. Don't take it as an opportunity to pull your dick out and put it on the table and just flip a middle finger to your scouting department. Listen to everybody in the room because it's clear. At the end of the day, Howie Roseman has been capable in the past, but it's a cohesive 
it's a cohesive effort. There are so many people that put so much work around the clock every year into this three-day period that we're about to come across here in a couple weeks, this draft, that to just be the one guy in the room going, yeah, no, I got this, you can't be that way. You can't be that way. It's got to be a cohesion from top to bottom. You have to take everybody's input in, and you have to know at the end of the day, these are people that this is their job. This is their job. Take their input, welcome it, and see what you got. See what the board what the board brings to you. Again, I think this is going to be an interesting draft. You know, with with the Jets trading up now, or not trading up, but trading Darnold. You've got quarterback one, two, and three. That's that's a good chance somebody else is going to panic, move up for a fourth or a fifth quarterback before us. Maybe we're a candidate to move back a little bit in the draft. Who knows? Maybe dumb shit. How he wants to trade back up into the top ten. Who the fuck knows? But it's going to be very interesting to see how this unfolds. And I can't wait for three and a half weeks from now to see what we come away with. I say that now until Howie pisses me off. What do you say? Hit me up at Greasepole Podcast on IG at Greasepole Pod on Twitter is where I'm at. By the way, the second uh, player I was referencing when the Birds drafted exactly who I wanted with a given pick, Miles Sanders, a couple years ago, uh, 53rd overall, I believe, running back out of Penn State. Uh, Loved the pick at the time, still do. Still think the guy can be a top five running back if used properly. I know we harped on that a ton on this pod. So, you know, with Peterson out of here, you know, eh, maybe if you invest a high draft pick in, uh, in Miles Sanders, maybe it'll be worth it this year. Maybe. Definitely wasn't worth it last year. So we'll see what comes uh, what comes our way in the coming weeks. A lot more draft talk to go. I will see you back here next week for more draft funsies. We'll talk Howie again, shall we? I'll see you then. As always, go Birds. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Philly.